Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Super. Do we get a love boat? There you go. Cappy's here. Sedano will be with us here in a minute. So Momo was talking about last night being at the Lakers game. Lakers win. They're now uh, eight and two, or six and two in their last eight games, and they they look better. They're entertaining. They got tacos last night. Um, Momo says too many people are spending games on their phones. In other words, like she's looking at people who are videoing the game action as it's going by, and the argument is, well, are they really enjoying the game or are they just shooting video? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you take a lot of pictures, you take a lot of video. Do you ever have the sense that uh, I'm I'm not in the present moment? I'm thinking about this picture, and I'm not thinking about who I am, where I am, what I'm doing. Not really. Even while I'm doing it, not really. You know, like so, I'll be shooting a video. I'm at a concert, right? Yes. And I'm shooting a video, and my intention is I'm going to shoot this video, and I'm going to post this video, and with my paltry following. I'm going to uh, share with people that here I was at something cool. Look at these guys. They're performing really well. This is exciting. Blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is after I shoot the video, I never really post the video. Right. Or, you never do post it? I mean, not never, never, but like based on the amount of videos that I've shot versus the amount of videos that I post, I'd say I'm about 200%. So wouldn't you have been better off just watching the concert and enjoying it as opposed to thinking about a good angle and lighting and all, all that kind of stuff as you shoot video? I'm not really thinking about the, the lighting or the angle so much as just like the event itself. But I was at a uh, Green Day concert a couple of years ago. Oh, What's the lead Green singer's Day. name of Green Day? Does Billy, anybody know? Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah. So I went to that concert one time. A friend of mine was like, come on, we're going to go see Green Day. I'm like, I don't really love Green Day, but all right, I'll go. And people were up front and they were all shooting videos, like literally like in the front row. And he was like, and he's like, would you people please put your phones down and be in the moment? You don't need Seriously. to shoot video of us. You can just watch us, you know? I mean, you paid well, a lot of person, money for those seats. That person has a point. Sudano, what do you think? You're uh, Welcome to the show, by the way. What's going on? Hi. Sudano. Uh, I, I am a big believer in just, yeah, use your eyes. Like, it's okay. Like, your eyes are the best recording device you ever have in your memory, for that matter. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have a better camera and recording device than your brain and your eyes. Like... And by the way, when you stuff. shoot those things, when you when you shoot those things, though, mm-hmm. Cappy, yeah, you may forget it, but when you shoot it on video, it's mm-hmm. nowhere near yeah. the same as what you're visualizing. No doubt. No I doubt. Mean, I mean, you can you can capture. How about like take one or two photos? I'm not saying you can't Post take a video a or, or a game, yeah, yeah, like a hey, let's take a selfie or like let's get a picture of LeBron or you're at a Laker game, cool, but. The but whole a video, game. no way. It's not the same. And you're not yeah. going to watch this over and over and over again. Nope. And you know what's going to happen? It's because it happens to me all the time. Now I've got tons and tons of videos just yep. eating up space on my phone that I'm never going to watch again. Right. And I'm never going to post, ever. Right. And then you end up going through and having to delete everything. Yeah. Oh, the dirty Yeah, and you're never going to go back and look at it. Yeah. No. No, but you know what I think the issue, though, is, Momo, huh. is that is that if you were at home, and I don't mean you, but I'm just talking about yeah, the average person who's at the game. If you're at home and you're watching the Laker game last night, you might be on your phone while you're watching. 
That's you, fine. You might be tweeting, Instagramming, Facebooking, TikToking, LinkedIn-ing, or whatever else you might do on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you might be doing these things while sitting on your couch watching the game. And I really believe, because I think I'm guilty of this, when you're addicted to your phone. Yep. I think I'm addicted. Me too. When you go to the game, you just it's like sitting at home on your couch and like, what do I do with my time in between plays? I'm on my phone. How many how many of us use our phone at red lights? Um, I'm not gonna I, lie, I do. I I don't I don't. Oh, Only yeah. if like I get a text or something from someone that yeah, I think is true. important, like but a I wife use or Siri something. A lot, but not, I'm like, not like, but but I'm not like looking at like my Instagram at a red light. Oh, when I a lot of you guys, uh, when when I text you guys <laughs> sometimes during your show, um, I I will do it using Siri. You can use it. Siri works really yeah. well for me. Um, and it's an easy way to text, and I don't have to look at the phone. It, I I think you can get busted by the cops for looking at the phone at, at a red light. Well, like, you know, if a cop pulled me over and he's like, hey, you know, what's going on, officer? And he's like, well, you were texting and driving. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I wasn't texting. I was tweeting. It's a whole different thing. Oh, it's totally different. Yeah, totally totally different, different. sir. (laughs) I mean, when I stop at a red light, I pick up my phone. I mean, I admit it. I'm I'm addicted to the phone. Yeah, I think I am, too. Yeah, I I think everybody I'm addicted to my laptop. I hardly ever use my phone. You're Um, you're big on your laptop all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pounding away at it all time. You know, we were talking about uh, uh, Christine McVie, who mm. passed away yesterday, and I, Momo's a big fan. And the Taylor Swift thing just happened where she sold out five nights at SoFi, mm-hmm. and, you know, nobody's ever done that. Are there other female acts that could sell out SoFi? Mm. Can any uh, anybody Beyonce. other than Taylor Swift do it? Oh, yeah, you're dude, right. Beyonce. Adele. I bet, you even, I bet you even at 60-something years old, for sure, Madonna could. Right. Well, not Pink, if she shows up two Pink, hours late. Pink, I think, could. Pink is doing a show there. I don't really can. Pick, well, but that's not true, Momo, because uh, Lauren Hill, which show, show, has notoriously shown up plenty late to her concerts, and there's yeah. plenty of people there. So, wait, Pink yeah. is playing at SoFi. Yeah, she's she's playing at SoFi. When? Uh, August, I think. And is that a one night deal? Is Pink big yeah, enough for SoFi? Well, Pink that's is I'm... big. Have you? Ever, I've seen Pink three times. Dude, she I saw puts Pink. On the best friggin' show. I saw Pink about a month and a half ago. Maybe it's two months ago. Did she fly around in the air? Um, no, because it was kind of more pink doing like rock stuff. In fact, I saw her twice in the same week. The first one was at that Taylor Hawkins, um, show that she was a part of, uh, at the forum. And then this, and then like a week later, I want to say she was, um, at Ohana Fest, the Eddie Vedder show down in Orange County at Doheny State Beach. But I didn't know that she was a SoFi Stadium big pink. I thought she was a Staples Center 13, 15, 18,000 big. I didn't know she was Staples. Yeah, no, she's I, playing she SoFi. Was, wow. Yeah. I wonder, do you think um, Carrie Underwood could? Uh, probably not. I don't think so because I she, don't really know she, that much of she'd her. She'd be you know? Crypto.com. I don't think she'd be, she'd be uh, SoFi. You've got to be pretty big to play SoFi. SoFi's pretty big, yeah. Man, it's a uh, huge stadium. Man, it really is. Uh, Beyonce it, could. Way, I bet Beyonce could. Could she do it five nights in a row? I would think so. If Taylor Swift oh. can do it, Beyonce can do it, can't she? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. By the way, uh, I, use your tickets on Sunday. I'm going to use my tickets at the uh, Rams game. Come to the game. Mariah please. Carey? Could I don't Mariah want to do it. No, oh, Mariah okay. Carey puts on an awful show. Even awful like Janet show. Jackson can't do it. I mean, Gaga? Mm, Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga is maybe? possible. Maybe? Katy Perry, maybe? Mm, Katy Perry is possible. Really? Yeah, because she gets she gets the big uh, you know goofy sharks and all that stuff. How about Miley that she did Cyrus? The Super Bowl. I don't think she's there. No, I don't think she's there. No. There are no. there are a few, but not not a lot. Not a lot. No. Um, Mary J. Blige. No. Okay, oh, so Rihanna. I'm getting good good ideas. Yeah, of who Rihanna is and who could. isn't. Rihanna. Rihanna really? could. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's got more oh, number Riri one hits sure. than any woman in history. Mm. She's um, huge. She's doing the Super Bowl this year. What's uh, what's the girl's name? She's really great. She plays piano also. Um, uh, Alicia Keys. Yes. Could she do it? No. 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 She's great, but no. Okay. Christina Aguilera, not anymore. No, no, no I don't no, think no. so. I haven't heard from I think, her. I think it's Beyonce. Maybe Gaga. Maybe. Yeah, Gaga. Shakira? Gaga. Shakira? Shakira? Uh, possibly. Maybe. Shakira played the Rose Bowl, I think, which is a big venue. Yeah. Um, I think Katy I think Perry Pink. is a maybe. Maybe. Katy Perry's a maybe. What I I said Katy Perry. I was heard no. That's oh, really? Maybe. No, we changed our minds. Oh, you guys changed your minds? Yeah, right? totally. And Beyonce. We said Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I got suggested. a good one. Mace, yeah. how about this one? Oh, Fiona Apple. <laughs> She'd be fantastic. Do you know the Fiona Apple song? No. What's the story uh, with her? Okay. So, worst concert I've ever been to. I've now told this story once before yeah, I know. today, but I'm telling it again. It's a short story. Go ahead. So, I go to the uh, see Fiona Apple when I was living in New York, and I went to see her, I forget where, somewhere downtown, and I, I was excited because she had one big hit record. And she was edgy and dark and all that kind of stuff. And I thought this is going to be really cool. So it's a dark stage. And all of a sudden the lights come up and out walks Fiona Apple. She's a, an act that uh, sits at a piano in place. And so Fiona Apple walks up to the piano bench, sits down, pauses for a moment, and then pounds her head into the keyboard. What? Gets up, walks off stage. That was the end of the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's quite a she performance. A show. She's an artist. She is an artist. And an entertainer. Very temperamental. Just wasn't Very feeling it that day. It's so like guys, she got, went out there for pregame warm-ups and it was like, nope, can't go. Mm. How old was Christine McVie? Do we know? 79. Wow. 79. Do you guys know that I just saw Stevie Nicks. You talk about you know, this kind of a band, obviously, yeah. right? Fleetwood Mac. Same yeah. band, sure. Right. So I just saw Stevie Nicks a couple weeks ago, and she, I want to say, is in her late 70s, and she killed it. She's she's really? one of the best musicians I've ever is seen. Is she still spinning around? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah, it's a little different now. Okay, I have video of Stevie Nicks spinning. I did do that. You when I saw Fleetwood, mm. okay, I'll find it for you. Send that out. Send right. out yeah. the video of Send Stevie it. Nicks. And that was worth taking of, a video of. When I think of Stevie Nicks, I always think of her spinning around in yep. a long black dress. Yeah, yep. you're right. That's kind of her game. I was looking at her up on stage. I'm like, this woman is up there killing it, and she's older than my mother. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah, it is incredible. Could you imagine your mom on stage, Cappy, oh, right dear. now? Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine her? Hello, everybody. How are you? you know, <laughs> wonderful to be here. Very nice. I don't That's really have much. That's the way mom sounds? Yeah. She would be able to do, like, the Fiona Apple act. You know, she'd be able to pound her head into the uh, keyboard and go, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. No, we, got our, we did get our money back on that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They did refund it. I heard they refunded the Morrissey concert at the Greek Theater, too, where... He said it was too cold. He played for 30 minutes, then said it was too cold and walked off stage. <laughs> That's funny. Why we know these things. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about this with uh, Momo a little bit earlier. I want to get your guys' uh, take on it. So the World Cup has been fantastic. I've been watching all of it. Uh, it was exciting today. Japan advanced. Germany was eliminated. All these games are really fascinating to watch. And it's almost like... Uh, I'd say it's almost like hypnotic. Like you just get wrapped up in a game. And by the way, yeah. great, great when you're stoned. Soccer is great when you're stoned. You're just watching the flow of the game. It's fantastic. So is um, it really like? Is it better than any of the other sports? Like why? Like what sports do you not like when you're good stoned? Good follow up, George. Good follow. Uh, good follow up. Um, you know, baseball. I think is a thinker sport. I like to think about baseball. I can watch an NBA game up and down and the flow of the game. It's perfect. I never watch NFL games stoned. I only watch basketball and soccer stoned. 
Mm-hmm. And when you watch you baseball, you can't watch baseball stone. No, I can't watch you'll baseball stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll not off. But Kathy's if you right. if you're watching um, soccer stoned, stoned how? Just just uh, want to understand the stone. Give me up. Give me up. How many yeah. milligrams you think? Uh, five milligrams. Five. Yeah. Five really? or ten. Five. Only five. Just five yeah. for the daytime. Yeah, five for the daytime. For you, that well, what how does many that even milligrams do? Is that do like you think taking I'm a taking? How many milligrams I think you're taking? I would say that you would start with 10, and about an hour into it, you bite off another two and a half. About another hour into it, two and a half. And 15, you're done for the day. 15. Do you do 15 milligrams? Well, not really, because I'm not really that into gummies. But if I was, you know, if I were to go out and I was going to go out lot. and I was going to be on gummies, I'd start with 10. Wow. Oh, that's, that's hard. Not that, I'm, not that I'm proud of it. I mean, I geez, feel like I, a rookie. Yeah, I mean, I just thought I that's thought what I was, did. I thought I was the guy. You're the guy. No, I'm not the guy. You're the guy. You sound like the guy. No, no, no. I'm just the secondary guy. You're the primary You're the secondary guy. secondary guy. Got it. By the way, we find out next Friday. Black Momo. gold. You hear this? What? What, uh, me, what, what, what are you finding out? Me and Cappy, out? for the first time ever, are doing a show together out of Black Gold next Friday from 1 to, uh, from, uh, one to 3. Wow. I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be fast. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. Wow. Shadana, what, uh, what do you expect from the show? A uh, complete train wreck. And I mean yeah. that in like a good way, though. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. You like it? I think you like it, the idea? I, I think it's going to be great. Do, have we got a gag yet? We haven't really come up with a gag yet, but we do need to come up with something. We really well, do. Can we you come up with show. something that could rival the, the twerk off? Oh, God. Hopefully, hopefully something less embarrassing. I know, but like the first suggestion was from the big CY who wanted us to do golf cart racing. Yeah, golf cart racing, I don't think we could nope. get clearance for that. Yeah. George, that sounds like somebody's going to break a bone, doesn't it? Plus, I know somebody that was involved 100%. in a golf cart accident recently. So we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, yeah. We all know that person. Yeah. Oh, so, I, do I know yeah. that person? lost their yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. It was carnage. <laughs> yeah, it was carnage. Yeah. So I, I don't think that. Um, mm-hmm. But there's got to be something. We've got to put on a show. David right. Kent, our friend David Kent from Hello, Britain. David. Wants to know, uh, what about Billie Eilish? No. No, she could not. You don't think she could sell out? What do you mean, so no? What do you know about Billie Eilish, Kat? Nothing. Nothing. That's well, why. A lot of Grammys. That's, that's why. Because that's that's I'm, not, I'm not going. She now, wins all the Grammys. You're here. not going. Yeah. But there'll be a million young people there. Right. But I threw out there like Miley Cyrus and everybody went, no. And I'm like, no. But, but Miley Cyrus is not as big as Billie Eilish right now. No? No, not even close. No, really? Yeah, Jonathan Torres says Billie Eilish uh, at SoFi, yes. Really? Um, oh, Trey G says, I watch everything stoned. Well, good for you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle go. Mace can't handle everything at this stage of his life. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Nice, nice going. Nice That's going. funny. Um, yeah, I'm finally getting over this uh, RSV thing, which has been just a pain in the ass. Really? Yeah. My voice is finally back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kid had that. It was awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Momo well, that's I what I said to Mace at the beginning. Yeah. I, I said, isn't that a children's disease? Everybody yeah. gets it now, though. Like, it's, I think everybody's getting it. I think that uh, RSV has always been around, but back when we were kids, George, we just called it a cold. Yeah, it's, it is <laughs> really just a cold. <laughs> like, we would just call, right, oh, it, I have a really bad cough. I have a really yeah. bad cold. I mean, like that, that was... Yeah. But now we it's name really it as RSV. It's really bad for infants, though. Yeah, so when, yeah, when yeah. my it, four-year-old got it, he brought it home from preschool. Like, literally, the entire class got it. Um, I took the baby to an, to an Airbnb and I stayed there for a couple of nights because it's, it's way more da- dangerous in, for infants. Mm-hmm. And, and for it, elderly people. Yeah. So, it, well, you know. Mace. 
Mace. He's not elderly yet. Wait, no, what? No, I'm not. Well, there. he's elderly than we than he's everybody else. He's just older here. than us, right? I, and, I'm older and, than you. Yeah, he's not I'm, elderly, right? But elderly I'm so rarely ridiculous. the youngest person or one of the younger people around. I mean. With me and Sedano and Laura and Lindsay, I mean, I'm always the old guy. So yeah. I, mean, I have to take at least. I just won an F and twerk off. You did win a twerk off. Yep. Which yep. does make you more contemporary, I would say. Yes. Mama, did you see the twerk off? It's not my thing. <laughs> no, you didn't see it. Did you, Did you see it? No, I mean, I saw like some. You didn't see I, it on every social? time I see the twerking, I just look away. Really? <laughs> mm. You didn't think that it was like so bad that you should watch it? I, I've seen all I need to see. Oh. <laughs> There's certain yeah, things that you see and you can't unsee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of them. I thought it was a moment of brilliance for both of us. <laughs> moment of brilliance that will stand the test of time. And Carlos Saisu, our social media expert, will tweet that out every chance he gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. he loved it. I mean, I just saw you with a weird look on your face doing something with the chair, and I was like, "That's enough for me." Yeah, no, Mandy's <laughs> two coming this spring. Mandy's two. But, but Momo, did you see perhaps one of the more disturbing things that happened at the twerk off when George was helping me stretch out? Did you catch that? Oh, I don't need to catch that. No. Oh, yeah. No, I took my <laughs> took my foot, put it up on George's shoulder. George was trying to legitimately rip the hamstring from my bone of my body. Yeah. And then on my left leg, we almost fell backwards together. Wow. That would have been are, something, You huh? guys are close. Yeah. <laughs> well, a team that talks together stretches together, you know? Stretches together, yeah. Exactly. I am into the, str- the, the group stretching. I think that's good. I think people need to get, you know, we, we all could do some of that. Did you know that we're now the exclusive unofficial home of USC you Trojans football? You can't do that to a Stanford girl. You Wait. can't. Like, I, I heard that earlier, Mace. I, I was like in my ca- in the rental car uh, listening to you guys for a bit, and I heard that. Did you do you make that proclamation? Yes, the exclusive unofficial home of USC Trojans football. How do you feel about that, okay, George? I, like I don't it. like it. Do you have to what pay anything for that? Mean you I mean, don't I like feel it. like because <laughs> I would like to be the How do you exclusive. Like I'd like to be the exclusive unofficial home of no. Of but are you referring? Mesa, are you referring to your show or the station? I think the station should be it. Oh, okay. Oh, you, then said, yeah. you said show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, show. I think the, I think we as a station should be the exclusive unofficial home of USC Trojan football. I mean, we gave away enough Pac-12 championship tickets yeah, for the we game did. tomorrow night. You bet. We pretty much packed that People place tomorrow. That up. It's going to be big tomorrow. A lot of uh, USC fans driving in for that game in uh, in Vegas. It's a big moment. I think, Do you drive or fly? Are you going? I, I would I'm, fly. I'm not. I got the RSV. Friday, so Friday afternoon traffic. Oh, that's oh. right. That's right. Boy, but are you still going to have the RSV tomorrow? No, I I don't think I can come in tomorrow. Yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get no. it on Momo. I don't want it. That's either. very nice of you. Yeah, I mean, I no, I'm not I'll, talking about coming in. I'm talking about are you going to the game? Ah. Give it to other people in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, give it to him. No, I'm not stadium. going to the game in Vegas. I'm going to the game at Sunday at SoFi, but I'm not going to the game oh, in so Vegas. Oh, you'll give it to the I, people at SoFi. I do have tickets to right. the national championship game at SoFi, and I hope USC's going to Oh, be there. look at you fancy. Made made an investment in those tickets. If they don't get there, then I'm going to sell them, hopefully for a with a significant markup. Why are you going to the game on Sunday? Because it's my team. Oh, yeah. come on. Don't you think you should, like, isn't there something that uh, Kevin Demoff was on the other day talking about how to give your tickets to somebody who's never been? Sure. So why don't you give your tickets away, and this way you don't have to schlep. I'm not I'm schlepping. I, I enjoy going to the games. I have fun going to the games. Even I, now? I mean, Cappy, yeah. Cappy thinks you're elderly, so you should rest more for your yeah, RSV. Yeah, F you, so. Cappy. Elderly, oh, no, it's more ass. worried about your RSV, my friend. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. worried about your RSV, young guy. Yeah. No, I'm going to go to every one of these games. Screw that. I've, okay. I've not missed a... Uh, well, well, you no, paid I enough for it. I yeah, know, I paid enough for it. About. I'm going to get my money's worth. And that's you know what? what it's the, about. Uh, where I go, the food is pretty good. 
Like the He's shrimp right. was delicious. Is it really though? It I was. don't know, bro. The shrimp was delicious I don't know, bro. in the chairman's club. The SoFi Stadium is the most beautiful stadium I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of them now um, at this stage, but the food needs to step up their game. Oh, Well, whoa. it depends where you are. I've, been, I've, I've eaten from all sorts of different locations in the stadium. I, hmm. I agree with you. That's like going to a great wedding and the food sucks. Yep. Well, I can say that the food and the sweets are pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say the food and the chairman's oh, club. Oh, I don't really know. Good. I had the food and the sweets, and it was just I. Yeah, it was only okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys, you guys should go to the I USC think, games. I think you the best there. food, you see the food, the there. best food in town. Yep. The best food in town at a sporting event is still LAFC, hands down. Ooh, yes. Hmm. Uh, LAFC is awesome. Don't know about yeah, that. The, the whole experience, the food, everything is great. All right, hey, that's it for us. We're, me and Momo are back tomorrow at one o'clock. Uh, coming up next for you is uh, Shadano and Cappy at full strength. Uh, Super Crosstalk brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. See you tomorrow here on the exclusive, unofficial home of USC Trojan football, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, come on. Have you been to a quinceanera? Well, my three daughters had quinceaneras. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Lie detected. They had sweet 16s, probably. No, they had bat mitzvahs. It's the same thing. Oh, whatever, yeah. Well, how old are they when they do that? 13. All right. I mean, it's not the same. It's well, sort it's, of the same It's thing. practically the same thing. Yeah, but uh, have you been to a quinceanera where the si. tias get down like si. Beto was talking about? Sí. Si. Who? Who, who? Who's quinceanera? Who's quinceanera? My friend. Who's friend? <laughs> you're already lying. You can always, you know how I can tell you're always lying? How? Because when you, when you lie, you, yeah. you end up going on, you go up like an octave. I you do? know what I mean? At the you end mean of like, your sentence. My friend! My friend's kids can't get up! No, you went, no, you did that. You just like, my friend? My friend! Like you do that. Who do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the opposite of your remote control voice. 
Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It is. That's an excellent point. You'll, be, you'll be like, Fox Sports. Yes, you'll be like, My friend? CNN. CNBC. Uh, Amazon NFL today. Ooh, we got a football game on tonight, don't we? It's got actually a good one. A, got ourselves a ball game tonight. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Oh, jeez. Just did it. Just did it. About yeah, to flick over you. to Amazon Prime. Prime video. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so, Cappy, um, so have you been to a quinceanera? Yes See, or no? It's okay if you see. haven't. We can, we can take you to one. George, um, when you live in San Diego for 20 years, yeah. you have uh, mucho amigos, you know? Okay. And uh, you go to yeah. quinceaneras. You, you get invited to these oh, things. Okay. It's a lovely thing. I love it. Okay, great. I'm glad That's to hear why, that. Look at that. Times, See that? Take that, see? Christopher. Yeah, and then people are like, ooh, I'm going to my first bat mitzvah when they come to my daughter's deals. You know what I mean? It's, ooh, my first kid's bat mitzvah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. the deal, man. Okay. That is nice. Um, so, Cappy, before yes, we get started into our, our usual shenanigans today, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like, you know, every once in a while, like even though, as Mace and us like to say, we deal in stupidity, uh, generally speaking, for three hours a day, every once in a while, there's a kind of serious topic that comes up. Like we mm-hmm. talked about uh, Kyrie, obviously, for you know a few times. So, you know, even though we don't want to talk about it a ton, uh, we did talk about it. Uh, we had, a, I thought, uh, a very thoughtful conversation uh, about what was transpiring at that time. And look, there's a million times over where things like that have happened in sports. So yesterday, and if you can have the sound ready, Laura, uh, LeBron James made a point to talk to the media yesterday about Jerry Jones. Okay, And for those that don't know what's going on with Jerry Jones, the Washington Post did a story, which is story. a very long he freaking story. wrote a book. Yeah, it, it, well, it was. It took like 30 or 40 minutes to read. It's oh very thorough. God. Um, so long. And Jerry sat, sat down with the Washington Post for this story, too. So basically, the story, the premise of the story was about the hiring practices in the NFL, particularly the man who is the mover and shaker in the NFL, Jerry Jones, and how there's not enough diversity in the NFL ranks, which we all know there's only three black head coaches. Um, and, and just like how to make that better and why he isn't the guy leading the charge when he leads the charge and everything else. So in that story, uh, it talks about kind of his background and how his grandparents were part of, let's just call it a, a, some semblance of a white supremacist group. I don't know the details of this particular group, but that's what I gathered from the reading of the story. And, and how Jerry, there's this picture that I'm sure many people have seen on the Internet now, uh, surfaced that he was at a basically, for lack of a better phrase, a race riot. Um, as a 14-year-old, where he's standing kind of there, off a little bit off to the side, uh, in a gathering where black kids are trying to uh, enter their sc- the school as they're trying to desegregate uh, in that situation. And he was asked about the picture. And in, in this story, Jerry just basically kind of says, oh, I was just a curious 14-year-old, right? So LeBron yesterday, when um, he was done with his media session, before he put down the mic, he asked this question of the media. Let's hear it, Laura. Uh, I got one question for you guys before you guys leave. I was thinking when I was on my way over here, I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. Ooh. When I watched Kyrie talk, and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. 
And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Okay, so here's what I would say. Um, I, I think he has a point in regards to the coverage of it. Um, I think the Washington Post did a very thorough job of reporting it. And there have been a few think pieces. There's been a few a little commentary here and there. But it certainly didn't control the news cycle like Kyrie did. Is that fair to say, Cap? Not even close. Not even right. close. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Kyrie is a contemporary current ball player who has a pattern of behavior of, you know, really creating a lot of controversy around himself. And LeBron has a relationship with Kyrie. They played together. They won together. He's an NBA player. LeBron is the, the face of the NBA. I mean, did he really want the media to give him answers? Because the answer is no, because he got up and walked out, right? Um, well, I, I don't know what he wanted or didn't want, but what I would say is I, I do think he brings up a fair point that the coverage is not the same. And we can talk about Kyrie being a current player, but Jerry Jones is the most powerful man in the NFL, and he'll tell you as much. So shouldn't he at least have something to say other than what he said to the Washington Post in that story? You just said it. I mean, he really – there was a very, very lengthy and thorough uh, discussion with Jerry Jones. And by the way, with a lot of commentary and judgment in there as well. I mean, it wasn't like uh, it was being, right. it, it was written as a column. It wasn't written as just this is information you decide. The no, writers, no, no, no. they definitely was, had opinions. Yeah, it was commentary. Yeah. Yeah, it was a commentary. But uh, so, but what, what, I, what I think and what I took from it immediately, and then of course the writer in the Washington Post also alluded to was he didn't really like say like, oh man, yeah. I, I mean, he just basically called himself a curious 14 year old. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think at the very least, someone should, could follow up with Jerry Jones, and maybe they did uh, in that setting when he, they're in a room with him and he didn't really give them anything, but perhaps someone in the Dallas media, uh, which there are plenty of that are, are, have been critics of Jerry Jones, or someone in the national media um, could just step up and say to Jerry, hey, Jerry, it probably would just be really easy for you to just condemn what happened there, and you could just say, hey, I was a 14-year-old kid. I was really scared. Obviously, it was a very, you know, scary time. I, I you know, I didn't know what, you know, what what would transpire if I stood up in that situation, considering there was literally a, a, a mob of people there. Um, if, if that, if he actually just would have said that in the story, or, or would have said that after the fact, when everybody was discussing the story the next day, I, I feel like that, you know, eventually... He would have been okay. I, I think there would be less scrutiny on him right now. Um, now, I also think there hasn't been enough scrutiny, considering we haven't gotten that from him. And to LeBron's point, look, Kyrie was defiant multiple times and didn't give 
what we thought was actual contrition until he did. And then when he did, the story went away. And I think LeBron's point is, well, where's Jerry's contrition in this situation? Yeah, but I, I will tell you, George, I think there's so much more to this. And we, I, if you want to keep talking about it, I'm happy to have the conversation. I just feel like... We can, because I... I, 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 just, feel, I just feel like LeBron's scolding the media. It's like, hey, LeBron, I just want to let you know, man, I, I write about basketball. You know, like, like between your groin, your ankle, the team's performance, the p- possibilities of trades. Like, I'm, I'm a basketball writer. Like, if I were there, I'd be like, yo, man, I'm not like a political writer. And, and he might come back to me and go, yeah, but you asked me about Kyrie because he's a player that you know that you've played with. And by the way, it almost feels like, you know, in some ways, are, are you positioning Kyrie because you eventually want to get him here to the Lakers and you want to make it a softer landing spot for him? Well, I, I don't know if that has this. anything to do with it. Well, I, I, okay, let's talk about it more on the other side because I, I do think that he gets asked a lot of questions that aren't related to basketball. So let, let's continue this discussion on the other side. We'll do that. We're coming back in, in a couple of minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Wow, Chris, I almost feel like you should have separated those two um, because I have so much to say about Richard Pryor, and I obviously have a lot to say about Whitney Houston, too. Um, Richard Pryor, to me... um, just one of the I mean, listen, he he spawned off an entire generation of comics like like in a way that I don't think we've ever seen anyone spawn off a generation before or even after, to be honest with you. Well, when Eddie Murphy um, in uh, which one was it was a delirious. I think it was when Eddie Murphy, yeah, when Eddie yeah, Murphy we, starts telling the story about how he wants to be Richard Pryor as a little kid. And he's doing stand up at like 15 years old and his mom's taking him to clubs. And the only thing he has experience in life at doing was going to the bathroom. And he's trying to do a Richard yeah. Pryor impression about going to the bathroom because yeah. that's the only life experience. But he just wanted to be Richard Pryor. Right. And if you've never seen Live on the Sunset Strip by Richard Pryor, it's one of the best stand-up comedies you'll ever see if especially if you know anything about him it's just really really well done um and you know you could probably still find that um on like 
Showtime, I know, airs it every once in a while. So I'm guessing it's on some, one of their streaming services. How about whatever, Amazon so Prime? It, I'm on Amazon Prime right now. Live at the Sunset okay. Strip. So I'm trying, you see? I'm trying with Amazon yeah. Prime right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there it is. How about that? There you go. How so about you can that? watch it if you'd like. And then with Whitney Houston, I do want to see the docu-movie or whatever they're making with her. I want to dance with somebody. That looks good, too. Um, and I think that's coming out here. They're making another time, one? So. They've had, do they just had like two Whitney Houston No, no. This series? is like the same people. No, this is, not, this is like a real movie, though. This oh, is like, like, um, like kind of like Bohemian, like Bohemian Rhapsody, like oh, the really? same people that made that. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow, Richard yeah. Pryor movies. Um, I want to just say one of my all-time favorite movies Richard Pryor, Brewster's Millions. I don't know that everybody knows that it's movie. It's a great movie. I know you know it. No, I do. It's a great movie. But that's yeah. a good one. Didn't he do another one? Was it called The Toy? Does that sound the familiar? The Toy, yeah. Yeah, Brewster's Millions, more my favorite. The Hackensack Bulls. Yeah, uh, love the Hackensack Bulls. Goey Bulls, go. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a great, great movie. But yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, look, I can go down a Richard Pryor rabbit hole forever and a Whitney Houston uh, one forever as well. So, uh, Christopher, I love the, uh, you know, the fact that you have them both in the show, but I would have... Would have been nice to have them separated, to be honest. In separate rabbit holes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, let's finish up this conversation because we do have Fat Jack coming up to talk football with us in about uh, eight minutes or so. Nice. So, my, my my ultimate point is this: if you and look, it is a lengthy read in the Washington Post. I do think it's worth reading um, mm. because it really dives. You don't think it's worth reading? It's really, really, really long. And when I read through it, I was about halfway through it, and I was like, okay, I think I get it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and read the rest of it, because I know George is going to want to read the whole thing, and I knew you were traveling today, so I figured you probably read the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, when does this thing end? Like, I, I actually scrolled up on my phone to go, how much longer do I have here? It is freaking long. But really well done. That's what good journalism is. And um, so I would say that they covered basically all the bases on Jerry Jones, from childhood all the way through adulthood. And look, I think that when, when I think of Jerry Jones, all I think of is this. And I think Chris kind of mentioned it well in our group chat. It's like sometimes you wonder how someone so successful at making deals and thinking quick on their feet doesn't just have the ability to say, hey, sorry, I didn't know any better back then. I was 14 years old. I was terrified. If yeah. you just say that, I mean, I think that no one. First of all, it, it, there's not enough attention to it. But even after the fact that the story came out, no one even asked them about that. Like, hey. Like, do you feel any differently now? I mean, do you want to just condemn racism just for, you know, posterity's sake? And no one's even done that. And I think that, to me, is the ultimate LeBron point, is where is that? Where with Kyrie, until we got uh, uh, what we deemed um, was a reasonable response and contrition, um, there was pressure on him. And then it sh he showed contrition. You can believe him or not, but I, at least when I saw him, it finally felt like, oh, yes, he's being contrite here. So... I just wonder again because Jerry Jones is because he's a billionaire. What, what's the deal here? Like, why isn't he getting that kind of treatment? Like, well, what we is all know it why. I mean, listen, what is LeBron really saying? I mean, come on, George. I mean, if we we really want to say it, what is he saying? He's saying a young. He says he's man, an old white guy who's a billionaire. Right. He's saying a young black man did something that offended a lot of people, and instead of it right. just being enough to say I'm sorry, which he didn't really do at first, but it, it, still, this young black man was, you know, he was he was beaten up by the media, you know? Right. And here's an old so white guy. So where is guy. Jerry Jones being beat up? Right. Well, he well, so right. So and by the way, it's the same conversation that was happening a few weeks ago, and I think it was still Kyrie, and people were saying, "Well, where's the coverage of Brett Favre?" You know, so there's this feeling, there's no doubt that this is what LeBron was saying is that the white guy is getting the break, 
and the black guy is taking it much harder. Well, so I, I, and, and I by mean, the way, but I, but you and I. You and I actually had this discussion about Brett Favre, and I think there is a difference between Brett Favre and even Jerry Jones, is that Brett Favre has been long removed from being you know, in our lives, even as an athlete, uh, whereas Jerry Jones is very much front and center in our lives each and every Sunday. That's, that's true. But as Stephen A. Smith brought up on ESPN, and this was, you know, this was a week ago, by the way, because the story in the Washington Post came out, I want to say, on November 23rd. And Stephen A. a week ago was like, are you guys for real? Like, you're going to go back 65 years and you're going to find a picture and then you're going to blow this story up like this over something that happened back then in Arkansas? I I guess for me, in watching LeBron last night, here's what I kept thinking to myself. LeBron. But let me ask you this. Let let me ask you this, though. Let me, before that, what I would say respectfully to Stephen A. Smith is yes, I would want to know, hey, man. I like what what was up with that? You know what I mean? Like at the very least, I, the very open-ended question. Yes, I would want to know. But I think the answer is pretty obvious. I mean, he was in Arkansas in whatever year it right. was and he's like this 14-year-old okay. kid. Listen, I'm not George, I'm not here to defend Jerry. What I'm saying though is this is about what LeBron said last night to me. And what LeBron said was that he was oh, see, disappointed. I, I disagree. Okay. I think this is about Jerry. Personally, well, I but, think this should be more about Jerry than, than but if, LeBron. But let me, I have a question for you. If LeBron doesn't okay. say what he says last night, are we talking about this today? No, and I'm kind of, probably not, but I'm kind of glad he did because it gave me an opportunity to actually read the entire story. So if, if I, what I look at, though, is I look at LeBron and he's disappointed with the media. Why'd you guys not ask me about this? You know, it's pretty disappointing. And what I would think is, well, hey, look, you know, you have a ton of media assets, LeBron. Like tonight, for example. Right. During, I'll give during, you that. He, he could have. I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you that. I'll so give you that. He could have. He could have talked about it sooner. Yeah. Well, well, that or now tonight. I don't know this, but does anybody know this? Maybe LeBron's traveling with the Lakers and they don't do this tonight. But does does LeBron have his um, Amazon Prime hanging out watching the game thing going tonight? Does anybody I, know I, that? I don't think. I don't. I, I don't think so because they are traveling. Okay. Today. So, but my point is, is that LeBron has a lot of media assets. And if LeBron wants to talk about something, he can very quickly and easily I, use his I, platforms so, to. And platforms yep. could be post game okay. press conferences. Right. I mean, if it's something will, he wants I, to talk will, about, he can talk about it. Yeah. I, I agree with that. If, if he, and I think he did, right? But I think, I mean, you know, whether we want to talk about whether he should have brought it up four days ago or five days ago, whatever, nonetheless, he did do it. Um, but I'm with you. He could have, um, if, if he wanted to elaborate about this sooner um, than he could have and could have made it a conversation sooner, closer to when the story came out, you know, six, seven days ago, whatever it was. Um, nonetheless, we're still here. And I think that like when I, I when I read the story, there were a couple things that stuck out. And this is what and, and we can just kind of wrap it up here, because basically, like, I didn't know this about Jerry Jones. So in the story, the Washington Post tells the story about how Jerry Jones made his first big deal when he was like, you know, businessman in Texas or whatever. And he's in he's telling the story in a room of 64 minority coaches in the National Football League at like some sort of symposium. And he tells the story like, you know, when you want something, you got to go after it. You got to do whatever it takes to get it right. Like that's kind of the genesis of his story in this mm-hmm. room. Right. And he tells them that, you know, he was in this meeting with this guy and he realized the guy's a big golf fan. And he's like, oh, he's a big golf fan. I'm going to call my old coach at Arkansas, Frank Broyles, and see if he can get us into Augusta. Mm-hmm. And he calls his coach, like, coach, I got to get this meeting. You know, uh, can you get me into Augusta? Can we do a foursome? He's like, yeah, we'll do it for you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right. And he tells that room 
of 64 minority coaches. Yeah, and I got us into Augusta, and I got that first big deal, and then, you know, I never looked back. Not realizing the irony it was soaked in that minority people couldn't get into Augusta until God knows how long ago. Like, that's how, the point is that the story shows how oblivious he is to this stuff. Which, yeah. and by the way, here's another thing he did. Mm. In that story, he might have, he might have messed, messed up the NFL's lawsuit that they're dealing with with Brian Flores when he openly told the Washington Post, I've never hired in an interview. I hire on relationships. That's right. That's and what it's he said. Like, That's what he said. It's the complete opposite of what the Rooney rule is supposed to be. I know, but pre Rooney rule, he was like, yo, I hired Jer- Jimmy Johnson because that was my boy. And then I hired Barry Switzer because that was my boy. And then I wanted to hire Denny Green because I really loved Denny Green because I worked with him on the competition committee. But then I got but Parcells. I, I got Parcells <laughs> instead. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But I hired Jason Garrett, which he said, which was post Rooney rule because his dad was a scout for me. Yeah, and because he was controllable and he was less expensive and he didn't get into those things. Right, but, 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 but you know. my point is, like, he said a lot of things there that should be newsworthy. I, forget about just, like, the picture for a second. The stuff about what he did, that he, did, he said to the minority coaches about Augusta, how oblivious he is there. And secondly, how he basically just said he doesn't apply the Rooney rule ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I read the whole thing, George. I did, and I really felt like the, the, the point of the story was this. Jerry Jones grew up in the South a long, long time ago, and somebody dug up this picture, and Jerry Jones is probably the most powerful guy in the NFL, and the point of the story is is if he would hire an African-American coach, that would help other African-American coaches get jobs around the league. Right, because he's, the, Jones he's hasn't a mover and shaker. He yeah. really, but the only right. thing about this is, just here's my final thought. With regards to LeBron, LeBron as you point out all the time, is very smart. He's very calculated. He also has access to, as he calls it, his platforms. If LeBron really wants to go off on this, he can. My biggest disappointment, because I love that LeBron says what he wants to say, and I love that he has strong opinions on things, but to sit there and scold the media, hey, LeBron, come on, man, I'm covering basketball over here. Really, dude? And, and, when you, and if you come back at me and you go, yeah, but you ask me about Kyrie, yeah, he's a basketball player. You're the face of basketball. I'm sorry you're so disappointed in me. As a matter of fact, when I tried to give you an answer as to why that might be from my perspective, you shut me down because you're the boss. Even of us, the media, you're the boss. So I like that LeBron says stuff. Just doesn't always mean that I love what he says, but I like that he says it. I like yeah, guys with I, opinions. The media... I just say this. I'll land on this. I, I, I don't have an issue with him calling out the media because they ask him about all sorts of other stuff. Beyond Kyrie, they'll ask him random stuff all the time that has nothing to do with basketball. So I'm well, guessing he's he, doing it. He's well, I, I mean, I, that's why I think he was surprised he didn't get that sooner. And then he eventually said, all right, you guys don't want to do it. Then I'm going to do it. OK, well, good. So. Good. He's a smart media man. Do it. You have something right. to say. Say it. I, I, I agree. I, that's the, we agree. The, the one agreement we definitely have is I, I, if I were him, and he doesn't need to listen to me. I, I would have if if I would have said something sooner. But I'm glad he did bring attention to it because everyone should read that Washington Post story and look at Jerry Jones and be like, "Bro, are you that oblivious, dude?" Like, a lot, you a lot like six just... hours. Give yourself a long like time to hours. read it. It's like thirty minutes, dude. It's like a can, long time. You, you know, sometimes what you know, reading is essential, Cappy, and that's and how you, you read it on your things. phone or did you read it on a computer. On my phone? Yeah, it was hard on my phone. I started to like, I started to get fuzzy. George, I think I need glasses, man. All Maybe of a sudden, you should. How about all this? All of a sudden, things are blurry. How, 
Go go do an eye test while we wait for Fat Jack to join us. We'll talk some football. Um, but I'm, I'm glad we had this 30 minutes to start the show to have this conversation because I felt like it was important. Um, considering all the people involved, and and I feel like it, it just I just think it, we did we just think it deserved the attention. So yeah, all right, let's talk football next with Fat Jack. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Christopher, thank you. I love a little home and garden television every once in a while, especially those real, um, those real estate shows. I love those shows. Sit down and cap with you here on 710 ESPN. All right, time to dive into some football. We got championship games this weekend in college. Of course, NFL slate that continues. We got a Heisman candidate here in L.A. that is minus 2,800 on some books yeah, to win the Heisman. It's candidate. just this this insane. Well, automatic home run at this point. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's bring on Fat Jack. FatJackSports.com joins us every week. Follow him on his social channels, at FatJackSports. Jack, have you ever seen a guy like Caleb Williams be that big a Heisman favorite in your memory, at least, off the top of your head? I mean, I watched him in Oklahoma, and I just, I mean, there's a lot of people in the Midwest that are wondering what the heck's going on. I mean, Lincoln Riley leaves, he leaves, everybody leaves, guys going to win the Heisman, um, and, and I have. I mean, we've seen a couple of them, and they typically get across the finish line, so... Um, I think he probably is going to win it, and deservedly so. He's one of the top four teams in the country. He's the major part of what their offense is, and uh, he's got some swagger to go with it. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's yep. definitely going to get it done. Uh, and it looks like we're getting it done. I mean, we won again Monday with Pittsburgh. Everybody's turning a problem. It's funny, this time of year, guys, I'll get two emails back-to-back. One of them will say, you're the worst I've ever seen. You're horrible. <laughs> you never win a game. Da, da, da. And the very next will be, Jack, thank you so much for the picks. I've never been up this much money. I've, and the funny thing is they get exactly the same picks. I mean, it's just funny how people <laughs> in late November, early December, as we head toward the holidays, uh, how they, uh, how their gambling journey uh, how it takes them. So everything's going great, though. $100 player up well over $5,000 since August. And uh, we're actually off to a great start today at over in the Spain-Japan game. With our World Cup stuff, that went over. I have Oklahoma State over 136. They're playing UConn right now. This probably just started the second half. That one looks good. More basketball and a football game going tonight. I thought we had Pittsburgh on Monday. So everything's great as we head into the first part of December. All right, man. Well, we got a lot going on here, Jack. So why don't we do this? At least from my perspective, start us off with tomorrow night. Number 11, Utah. Number 4, USC. A chance to um, avenge the one loss of the year for USC and a chance to make it to the playoff well ahead of what the projected schedule likely was for USC. USC's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Vegas tomorrow night. What do we do? Yeah, there's a big conversation about if they lose, if they're still in. I think that's absolutely a no. Um, and Utah is kind of their kryptonite. They play really good defense. They're very balanced, and they're hot right now. This is the Utah team that early in the year was good. Through the middle, not so much. And now they're heading the right way again. Utah five and one against are straight up their last six games, and they're play, doing it with defense, which is what if you're going to beat USC, you can't get a track meet. We've seen that with UCLA and others that try to outscore them. You can't outscore them. You've got to maintain the ball, win time of possession, play some defense, get some stops. That's what Utah does. The other thing, there's a ton of Mormons that'll be in town for this game. USC typically doesn't travel all that well. And this game's in Allegiant Stadium. I'm here in Vegas also at 
in, in that stadium, it almost feels empty even when there's a lot of people, unless it's a Raiders game. So there, there, it won't be a huge home field advantage, but a lot of Utah fans will certainly travel over here. I think either USC or TCU loses this weekend, and that opens up a little bit of a you know can of worms for the committee to figure out what they're going to do with all that. Um, I'm not. I, I think this is a really difficult name to pick, though. Just a slight lean toward Utah because I do think they do a lot right of what USC will, try, will, will struggle with, and more importantly, your players. Utah's not playing for this spot. All of the pressures on SC, just like TCU, and they have a bunch of players that have really not been in this situation before. So a much better game to watch than the bet on most likely, though. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. Follow him on his social channels at FatJackSports. So are there any other college games? I know you mentioned a few of them in there, kind of in there as well. But like, are there any other college games you're into, or, or do you want to just move on to the NFL? And if so, where are you looking there? No, there's definitely we can, I mean, there's a couple to look at. North Texas has been getting it done with defense, not offense. UTSA's offense is horrible. I would go under the total in that one for sure. There's a few totals that I like. And frankly, the Utah-USC game, I think the total's a better play. So I would probably go under there. Uh, the other one would be this Tulane team. Tulane's hosting uh, hosting because it's in New Orleans, but they're playing UCF Tulane, number one against the spread this year. Them and Oregon State both 10-2 and two against the number. They also doing it with time possession controlling the clock, not scoring a ton of points. I'd go under in that game as well. This is a few college games to get you going. I also think Georgia blows out ULSU, so I'd lay the points there. NFL much more intriguing, though, and a lot of really good games. Um, yeah, there are some good games, especially in the late window um, on Sunday. The one I want to get your opinion on is Chargers-Raiders. It looks like the Raiders have kind of recovered the last couple weeks, and the Chargers are always kind of meddling around where they are right now, so it's kind of like mediocre versus not very good what do you like here between the chargers and the raiders yeah i mean it's, it's difficult because the Chargers have dealt with such injuries especially at receiver on offense they're five and one against the spread their last six on the road so they are outperforming the market more recently i don't trust i don't trust the raiders as far as i can throw them is the problem here so if you make me play it I would, I would lean toward the Chargers and go ahead and lay the number. I think they are rolling right now. Vegas has gone over four of their last five home games, giving up points, scoring some points. Um, and actually, they're over six of their last nine games overall. So this defense not playing particularly well. Offense, as you mentioned, kind of putting it together. Um, I think the one right below that in the late window, Kansas City, Cincinnati, very intriguing. And I think we may look up at the end of this thing. And they, that, that really was pretty easy. Kansas City, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not lost in his career in the month of November or December. He's 26-0 and 0 in those months. He's, they're only a point-and-a-half or two-point favorite against the Cincinnati team that was exactly in this spot this time last year before they made the run all the way to the Super Bowl out there in California. And uh, I do think Cincinnati's heading the right way. I, I released them last week. They were one of my winners on Sunday. But I, I think when you get Patrick Mahomes as only a point-and-a-half or two-point favorite in a revenge spot, which I don't know how much that actually matters. I mean, they're going to go out – and play no matter what. But I do think you're getting a, a much better offense against a team that can't get in a shootout. And Kansas City has proven that they're going to score against just about everybody. Cincinnati's super hot right now against the number, 8-1 against the spread. But I would take the Chiefs in that one. I think they're going to probably go up and take care of business at Cincinnati. Fat. FatJackSports.com is where you find this man on his social handles at FatJackSports. I've got an interesting um, 
game, I think, in the Dolphins and the Niners. Those two teams, look, the, the, the Dolphins head coach was Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. So it feels like these two teams in some way, shape, or form are somewhat mirror images of each other uh, in some capacities, right? Um, the Niners have been fantastic, I feel like, here recently. They feel like the Niners again here over the last you know four or five games or whatever. Uh, they're four-point favorites at the moment. The over-under is 46 and a half. I feel like the Niners should win this one, Jack, and I almost feel like it will go under. Like, this is the one team that can hold the Dolphins' offense down who's been scoring over 30 points for what seems like three or four straight games now. What's the right side of that one? Yeah, when you try to figure it out, that's what you look at. Can San Francisco's defense stop Miami's offense? Six of the last seven San Francisco games have gone under the total, so they have been getting it defensively. San Francisco's here to stay at least the rest of this year. They're going to be around deep in the playoffs, very balanced, very good. I uh, talked about it. And they have coaching staff on down that's been in these spots before these deeper as we get into the playoffs. So San Francisco's for real picking up McCaffrey, a huge bit, uh, part of what they're doing offensively, and they're basically settling down on offense. So that they're going to be around. This particular game, though, it's stylistic. It's kind of styles for fights. I mean, if Miami has some, some success offensively, it does what they've been doing, it's going to be a tough spot for San Fran. San Fran cannot and will not want to get in a shootout of any kind. I think Miami keeps this thing close. If you play San Fran, you're probably going to have to earn it. I'd lean toward Miami and also the over in that one. Jack, Ooh. thank you so much at Fat Jack. Woo, there you go. FatJackSports.com. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, listen, that's why he's the pro and I'm just a joke. Right, do what he uh, says. Or George in this case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, 90, I do. I do. 99, yeah, 99 bucks. You don't have to guess who we have. They all go out, text, and email. <laughs> Through the top of next hour. You don't have to guess. We're going to probably play that game. And it's either going to be the side or the total, but 99 bucks will get you there. So uh, a great time to get signed up. And as you said, a huge, huge weekend of sports. Next week, we're going to have playoffs and everything set up. Yeah, it's going to be awesome for sure. FatJackSports.com is where you find it. You heard him. Only 99 bucks get you in. Uh, go to the website. Everything is there and documented. There's no, you know, faking his record. It's all there for you. You see it each and every week when you log in. Jack, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for the time. We'll talk soon. Guys, have a great weekend. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, back to you, man. All right, take care. There he is, Fat Jack Sports. Uh, real quick, before we get to uh, my friends at the ESPN Bundle and this uh, Disney Plus ESPN Bundle, we're going to actually talk about the Lakers yesterday. They had a good win, Cappy, and they deserve to be discussed when they have a good win. So we're mm-hmm. going to do that coming up next. And there's a new report out about potential trade scenarios. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to all that in a second. 